Welcome back to Marvel Cinematic University, the podcast where we go through all of the movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And we have been away for a while, but we had to come back because we had to discuss uh, the Spider-Man news. And we'll get to that in a second. But first, of course, I'm one of your co-hosts, Anthony Canton Third, The OG3 are here. We're talking about our producer, Jake Christie. Jake, how are you? Welcome back. Hello, hello, hello. Ding! <laughs> and of course, uh, Jerome Chang, Black Dragon Rolls in the house. How you doing, brother? Uh, apparently I blipped away for a pod and some t- something how in between Spider-Man left, apparently. He left and he came back. I, that's what I heard. Oh my goodness. Which is cool. Like, I don't know. I lived in uh, ignorant bliss this whole time. If you go through and listen to our previous podcast, subscribe, rate, review. I've never spoken on this, so as far as I'm concerned, he's never left. This is great. Oh, man. So I, I'm going to start with you first in a second, but first, let's get the, the formalities out of the way, of course. Sure. Spider-Man, obviously, the the Sony and Marvel Studios issue that have gone on for about a month or, or we're bordering on two months, where they had agreed to not have uh, Spider-Man a part of the MCU anymore. They reached a deal. Finally, uh, last week on Friday, I believe. And Spider-Man, at least for the time being, will have its third installment of the Homecoming and Far From Home series that will come out in July of 2021. And also, he is signed up for another uh, future Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. One can speculate that it's an Avengers movie. We'll see what happens there. And um, first, Jerome... So, like, when all of this happened at the time, I, know, I, I do remember you being very positive and being very yeah. cheery and, like, everything's going to work itself out. And then, of course, I was Mr. Doom and Gloom, just so <laughs> upset and so angry and, and just so annoyed. Uh, so, so how do you feel now, everything being back to uh, the way it is, at least for the foreseeable future? Well, okay, like, I'll, I'll just say that internally I was worried, but I kept on telling myself... I won't actually feel any bit upset until I actually see a Marvel property that acknowledges that Spider-Man no longer exists in it. Like, I need to see that final Mm -hmm. on screen, and then I'll feel something about it. But I will admit, in the period that Spider-Man was supposed to be gone, uh, whenever I saw him appear in, like, if I'm re-watching a clip from Endgame, uh, I didn't even want to watch Far From Home. I was like, I don't think I can handle I this right a, now. Yeah, I couldn't either, Jerome. And then, I really uh, until and last then weekend. I promise you, like, the second the news came out, what did I do? I got Far From Home and I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing the next I did day. it right away. It was, <laughs> it was just like, this is amazing. Uh, he's gonna, he's still here. He's not going anywhere. Uh, his identity identity is revealed and we'll see what happens from it uh we get to see jk simmons and all of it so it's uh it it was funny i was at work at the time and i think someone just i I think it was megan hines a friend of the show she uh megs sent me a tweet and it was uh jeremy conrad he's the guy who usually he's like the adrian warjanowski of the mcu yeah basically (laughs) (laughs) and he just i see like spidey is back and i was like Cool. Where? And then I thought it was just a rumor at the time, but apparently it already became official news shortly thereafter. And I was, I, it, it wasn't like a, oh, yay, as much as like, all right. So nothing really happened. <laughs> like, you know, like nothing, nothing, like we didn't actually feel an effect of it at all. It was basically, right. um, 
it was i mean we got like tristan thompson's you know it was just like we were just yeah. waiting out for a good contract <laughs> that's pretty funny jake you and you and i shared our dismay yeah i couldn't disagree with Jerome more on some of this stuff i felt a lot of things i was not i was not uh, in a position <laughs> Where I was thinking about how I wouldn't be upset I was reserving my emotions until I could and, act and like I, I had I, something I, visibly I, in front yeah, of me. Yeah, I guess the thing is that, like, I think that what I felt was not, uh, like, it came out as anger occasionally, but it was just a profound sense of despair, which I compared uh, to my feeling when Dan Harmon was fired off community, which much like that. Your community analogy, up, by the way, it, I, that yeah. was like perfect. The only that was reason that it didn't, it yeah, it, mm-hmm. the only reason that it didn't end up being perfect entirely is that in order to be a perfect analogy for community, they would have made a third Spider-Man movie that sucked and then brought him Kevin yes. Feige back. Yeah, but that, I'm glad that they wouldn't have to go through that. But I don't know. I think it's just a thing that a lot of people are doing now, where they're like, oh, it was inevitable. It was inevitable. It's like this is the thing. Like, I think that. One, these are two gigantic corporations, so we shouldn't be basing anything we do about what, like, they want to do. We shouldn't be basing any of our choices on what they want to do. But I think that that's actually kind of, like, a bad thing. We shouldn't view stuff like this as inevitable because the reason it happened is because it was very clear to Sony that they were, it was in financial sense for them to share some of the money with Disney. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, Mm -hmm. the reason that they broke off in the first place is because they wanted to, you know, for leverage or whatever. And the thing is, if there was no big hubbub, if right. people right. are like, ah, oh, that's whatever, uh, you know, well, if it wasn't that big of a deal, I don't, why would someone go back to the table? You know what I mean? Like the fact that their stock plummeted and people were talking about how bad the movies are going to be and I guarantee you they probably saw some numbers or whatever. And so like that stuff matters. They like, probably that. listened to the pod. I mean, that's probably If the they listened to the pod, I think that, I honestly don't remember exactly what I said, but I'm just going to say I'm sorry, Sony executives. You, I, I'm uh, sure the Sony executive like listened I'm to it. And they're like, sorry, so I oh, man. They, like this thing, season like, four community did suck, yeah, and then like thing, they like, just got right on it. <laughs> I guess what I would say is that like, okay, there's no way that the person who actually made the decision to break yeah. up with uh, Marvel was the person listening. So like you like mid level <laughs> yeah. Sony executive whose job it is to to like do the things that like the top boss says. If you were listening to it, I don't mm-hmm. mean like it's not it's not your fault. Like we all have to do stuff <laughs> that we don't want to. We do. We all have the job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway. Yeah, man. I, I, I just I just like for me it was just a it was a sigh of relief. The long national nightmare was over. Um and now you could go back and like Can I can I add just one more note? Yeah. Uh, of just course. like in the time where it seemed like we were actually going to lose Spider Man, there was a point and I know you won't agree with it, where I thought, Hey, you know what? Marvel's been like just killing it and living this like just living swimmingly, maybe Maybe they needed one hit to just kind of humble themselves for a little bit. <laughs> and then I thought, and then like this all happened. So I was like, no, no, let's just live in ignorant bliss. This is great. Everything works out for us. <laughs> like we'll just continue living this privileged ex- uh, existence. This is great. I'll be honest with you. I don't think that it's we're going to need Spider-Man. I think hot take coming in right now. I think that Black Widow is going to underperform and that's going to be the, uh, the thing. That. But Black well, Widow underperforming is kind of expected. Really it's kind of expected. Yeah, you're right. Also, uh, what, what is underperforming for a Marvel movie? Because I guarantee you, this, the budget for it's popular. I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. They're gonna keep getting W's like, until you know. Unless, unless, like I, I would agree with both of you on that. <laughs> unless the rumor of Tony Stark showing up in that movie like becomes like a real thing. Like I think people will sure. The, people will be interested in that. Yeah. Um. And I think like diehards who are like really interested in this in like the stuff that happened in civil war it looks like they're just like recreating a lot of that 
thing. Uh, I yeah. saw William Hurt had filmed some scenes for uh-huh. it. So, uh-huh. so basically, they're really trying to connect that whole thing. And if you care about the Budapest stuff, of course, like right. any mm-hmm. any of the the five Hawkeye fans. Out I, I think it depends who you're asking. Yeah. Um, if you ask us, of course, we'll yeah. like we rank these things. Mm-hmm. So clearly, we have a barometer for what we consider good or bad in right. terms of quality. Although it seems like everything to us right now is good. Uh, but it's more if I ask someone outside of the MCU fandom where I'll yeah. say, hey, what do you think of Ant-Man and Wasp? And they're like, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> so <laughs> That's true. I, I think it's it's just uh, this Black Widow, like, where does that lie? Is it um, obviously when we had Infinity War and Endgame, that became, became kind of an event uh, moment for even people who weren't into it starting to kind of jump on. But... It's just now that we're again branching off. It's just seeing how much of that goes, and regardless, like it's gonna make tons of money. And yeah, yeah, I, I don't know what really will classify a failure on their part at this point. It's definitely interesting because, like, I feel like for them to for for them to place that movie as the first movie of Phase Four, and it's a almost like a prequel story in mm-hmm. a way. I mean, it feels like they're going to do something relatively large in the to kind of. Um, I mean, I plot the course of uh, what the MCU is going to continue to be. So, I, also, I, even if we don't necessarily feel that way, it's Scarlett Johansson. Like, yeah, it's actually, I was trying to find That's the budget the for the movie. It's not public yet, which I wouldn't expect it to be. But ScarJo is apparently getting fifteen million dollars to be in it. Which is actually okay. not that like if, if that's high, but also remember that Charlie Sheen was making one million dollars an episode for two and a half men during the last <laughs> season. So like, <laughs> what is high? Um, right. But I, I th- so it's fifteen million dollars, and she's the main star. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a hundred million dollars, which is not which is like high for any movie, but low for a Marvel movie. And if it's like a hundred, hundred fifty million dollar movie, like it doesn't need to do Avengers or Spider Man business. Like six hundred million dollars no. is perfectly fine. So I mean, like, it has the potential to be popular the way that people still highly regard a Winter Soldier. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that they're mm-hmm. banking on that. And I think that, like I say a lot, they're banking on Scarlett Johansson not saying anything stupid between now and then. Because I, I joke about it, but I think that people's disdain for Scarlett Johansson is actually gonna hurt the film. It, in some it, some it, it's it has play. risen. Yeah. It has risen a little bit. Yeah. Because I'd say I'm a little irritated myself with yeah, some of the comments. Uh, Tone deaf is a word that's thrown around a lot, so I think that <laughs> I think to call her tone deaf is an insult to people who are tone deaf because like they're not actually yeah. that bad. Um, like the shit you were saying about Woody Allen was just like, what? <laughs> you're really about to go to bat for the man who's married to his daughter and say, what? The possibility uh, that the man who's married to his daughter could have possibly oh, blessed his other daughter. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, anyway, oh. anyway sorry. Uh, anyway, so it'll do great. It'll do great. That was great, Jake. Um, nonetheless, so one of the, one of the things that came out of this whole announcement thing, uh, Kevin Feige talked about it uh, briefly, but he he kind of described Spider Man basically being able to jump between cinematic universes. And at the time when I read it, I was like, "Huh, what does that mean?" So I, so I, I scoured the Reddit as I normally do from time to time, mm-hmm. and um, I came across something that. Basically, just to just to give a like a little bit of a, a brief description, the Spider-Man appearing in the MCU won't be the same Spider-Man in the Sony Spider-Verse. Although both played by Tom Holland, there is an alternate timeline Spider-Man, perhaps caused by the Avengers, a part of the MCU multiverse. So Holland is indeed the hero who can cross cinematic universes, as stated by Kevin Feige. 
this could possibly be explained allegedly in uh, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness, which I, I I find that interesting that if they decide to do that because it looks like that was Sony's uh, plan all along. If mm-hmm. the breakup had continued, they would go to Sony. Yeah. They would just go to the Sony uh, movie shoehorn Venom and Morbius and all the other thing. Take because I yeah, think go ahead. that what that does is I think that having the two different Spider Mans. Which, for the record, saying Spider-Man makes me sound like an old person. Like, what do you want reading your Spider-Man's comics? Anyway, uh, that mm-hmm. having two Spider-Mans does the thing, gets rid of something that I think that is the most important thing for Sony to have. And why I think Sony wanted to keep Spider-Man as part of Marvel is because the reason why Captain Marvel, a character no one had any relationship to, Mm-hmm. Starring Brie Larson, who like let, like won an Oscar, but like was by no means an a really an A list star before Captain Marvel. The reason that movie mm-hmm. made over a billion dollars is because right. every Marvel movie is considered essential. And if the character mm-hmm. in the Sony universe is not the same character, then you don't need to watch it. Now, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they make it that the same Tom Holland has the ability to jump between universes. That it's the same singular character, it's not different versions of him. Because if it's different yeah. versions of him, then what the hell is the point of? Like, then, I guess the thing is, the, the reason why I don't think that would be the case is because then that is just a win for Marvel and not a change for Sony. Because what does Sony right. get out of it if they don't get to be this, have the same character, right? Because if it's just going to be True. Spider-Man interacting only with Sony characters and it's only in Sony's world and not having any of the Marvel backstory, then all then that just gives Marvel Spider-Man for free, you know? So right. I think that it's going to have to be related. Also because I, the top comment on that Reddit post was like, this is way too confusing for casual audiences. And of course the other person's like, yeah. no, 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 it's not. It's like, no, 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 it is. Like, it's because if you have to, if you have to, I, okay, let me back up. Because the big thing is that like with yeah. the game, with the time travel and stuff, that was way mm-hmm. too confusing for casual audiences and hardcore audiences, some might say. But yeah. the problem is, the thing is that you didn't need to understand that in order for the movie to make sense. If there are multiple universes with Spider-Man in them, and there are different versions of Spider-Man, you do need to understand it in order for the context of the movie to make sense. And that, I think, is a huge gamble that, like, why the hell would Sony make that if they don't have to, you know? Because it only hurts Sony. True. It, I, it is. That's a, and you, raise, you raise a very good point about that if they decide to do something like that. It actually would, I think, raise a problem. I think, I think the, the, positive, uh, the positive about it is I think you can look at some of the, uh, the diehards who mm-hmm. have kind of come out of the woodwork more recently with mm-hmm. Marvel uh, coming back in the last 10 years with what they've done. And then, like, some people are interested in Morbius. Me, like, yeah. Especially with Jared Leto yeah. playing him. Like, yeah, <laughs> not really. But, but I think people are interested in a... If Morbius is a villain, you're going to see fight Tom Holland. Yes. Your favorite I superhero. Think they are. Yeah. yeah. That, because, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was going to see Morbius no matter what. Like, I make fun of Jared Leto. But, like, it's a fucking superhero movie. I'm going to see it. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> uh, it's definitely more interesting if you're like, oh, shit. I'm going to need to see relate? a trailer first. I'm just going to yeah, say that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a trailer exclusive. If, okay, I'll, I'll, let me say this. I will see it on opening night and then another time in the opening weekend. If they do the flex of if they have the trailer set to a 30 Seconds to Mars song, probably The Kill, if I'm uh-huh. going tonally. That yeah, would be yeah, such yeah, a yeah, flex yeah. on a level that's, like, so arrogant <laughs> that I'm like, I got to give you, like, $30 this weekend. So I mean, just, just in the sense of how... The Suicide Squad trailer was actually fantastic. Oh my god, one of the best right. films ever made. But then 
when he shows up, it almost turned me off to the film. So I don't yeah. know that one featuring him right. in full as a no. character is really going to sell me. And the thing is, he can be really good and stuff. Like, it's Jared Leto's uh-huh. one of those guys where, like, I, I don't think he's been good at anything for a while, but, like, he does have an Academy Award, and I don't think that it's... Right, right. I haven't seen Dallas Buyers Club, because, like, well, you know, that's just sad, and I don't, you know, I try to enjoy movies I watch. But he clearly can act, so it wouldn't uh-huh. shock me if he's good in the same way that Tom Hardy is good as Venom, which is good is a relative term. Yeah, yeah. I, I get <laughs> like, good is, like, a... Is, is like, what is, what is good? I'm fascinated yeah. by watching every single thing this person does on screen. Like, let him do his thing, and then it's like this is actually very interesting to watch. Yeah. So just just to add a little mm-hmm. something uh, with the with the Sony uh, MCU deal, according to Forbes, Disney is not just getting twenty five percent profits, but twenty five percent ownership of the whole IP mm-hmm. through the new co financing deal. So that's a good deal because yeah. I think that, yeah. that's a good. I mean, I don't know anything about negotiation, but. Although they, for good they wanted fifty percent of the profits, and twenty five percent of the IP is you know it seems like a reasonable place to land. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I th- and I think the other thing that we should talk about now because Jerome mentioned it earlier and it was so true. I could not watch Far From Home again while this no, whole situation was going on. It I was difficult. It that's was... where that's where I got most of my feelings about it. Just it's mm-hmm. it's like I I can't look at my ex's uh, <laughs> like Instagram fresh <laughs> off that's the break. It's just it's not. Yeah. I can't do that. Like just like that, I can't see them happy. I can't think or about like, what their future is going like, to be without honestly, me. Honestly, even just seeing uh, Zendaya at the Emmys with like the red hair, it's like fuck. Oh my goodness! Right? Fuck. Yes. I know. Like, I that's know, just, so. like, it's it just... Oh, even watching Euphoria is like, I guess you have this. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh... It reminds me of, there was this one Geico commercial once where it was, uh, when they had the cavemen as their people, where mm-hmm. there was uh, one where it just came with the cavemen riding on, like, a moving walkway in a airport, and there's a song playing where the lyrics are, everywhere I go, there's always something to remind me. And you're just going by, and then there's a Geico ad of, so easy a caveman could do it. And he just has, like, the most disappointed face, like, I was, I didn't, I'm just here. Like, I'm just trying to live my life, and I have to be reminded <laughs> of people thinking, I'm just like, right. that's what it feels like. It's like, I'm just living my life, and I'm reminded, like, oh, pfft, Spider-Man's out of the MCU. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, so, so speaking of, of Far From Home, like, in rewatching it, I was like, Yo, this movie was so damn good yeah. on so many oh, yeah. levels. Um, and now the now with everything back to normal, you can kind of look ahead and kind of see what what what's good to just kind of give a glimpse of what you guys might want to expect. Jake, what what would you expect out of the third film? Because just one uh, quick thing before you go, um, somebody brought it up the other day about like if Spider Man is is being framed for these crimes by Mysterio, mm-hmm. uh, he might need a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And by 2021, I think there's a chance that they may have the they may have the Dare, Daredevil character yeah. available, That's, or which in the comics is a very iconic partnership. Oh right? yes, it, yeah. It, yeah, exactly. Oh, Dave was, Schilling was very into he his whole movie was that. Right. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. that, by the way, that's the movie they need to make. Spider Man. Like, you know, he didn't. He couldn't use Spider Man. But let's add Spider Man. Spider Man, Daredevil, and Blade fighting vampires. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great. It was a great idea. So you can either use that, or since we've added She Hulk to the mix, mm-hmm. um, she's a lawyer as well. You can also use her in a, in a situation with her, her I mean, show. You know what uh, I was thinking? That Spider Man's going to be on the run. And I feel like there's some bad people, not just the authorities, but other bad people who want to track him down. There needs someone who's like good at tracking and possibly hunting animals and maybe people. 
That's what uh, Brave, Brave and the Hunter. Oh, uh, yes. And That's then, a perfect yeah. spot to bring and him in. And then you can, oh, what can you do? You want to tie Spider-Man to other great Marvel IP? Bring him in. Oh, he has a relationship with Wakanda, you know? Just boom, boom, boom. Boom, wow. Uh, Craven Hunter also is one of my favorite. Uh, Spider-Man is the only character I really had any relationship with before, mm-hmm. I mean, outside of movies, mostly to like video games and stuff. But Craven yeah. the Hunter and Lizard Man, which Lizard Man kind of was like, you know. F- actually, Lizard Man actually wasn't that bad in The Amazing Spider-Man. But like, it, it's going with characters that are not already been done, I think that uh, Craven the Hunter would be really cool it's, it, just, it's the name that always gets floated around it's yeah. the one yeah. i think that sam raimi really wanted yeah. when they instant forced him to do green goblin mm-hmm. 2 and uh venom mm-hmm. uh it's yeah it's there's a it's ruthlessness that, that i like a lot yeah. a lot about him because spider-man is so idealistic and like pure and there's, mm-hmm. to have him just being like I don't know. I don't. Know. I think it's just a perfect uh, combination. I would love that. It'd definitely be the freshest. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. I, I think it's a it's a good way to go with that. Jerome, how about you? Anything that you're interested in seeing? Uh, I'm not sure. Like it's, I I'm interested just because if they really go this route, he'd be the first character or first hero in the MCU that actually has to deal with uh, revealing his identity, just because. Established from the very first one with Iron Man, it seemed like it didn't affect him at all. Like, it was okay right. that he did it. And He's so... Yeah, be, that, that definitely Yeah, works. yeah. Um, I, it's interesting to see. Like, I, I don't... I, I actually don't know how much of it will affect him, but I, they're obviously building it up in a way that it should. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he saved the universe. He's part of the Avengers. I don't know... I mean, but who knows that? Because they did, they'd like... No That's one fair. Was in Rochester or wherever in upstate New York it was. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's probably mm-hmm. Rochester yeah. County. Scratch that. But um, it just like I, I mean, Spider Man has... in another country and they didn't really see him. Right. Yeah. Also, Civil I... War was a civil. There were good guys and bad guys on both sides. I mean, actually, I just good guys on both sides. But yeah, yeah. If anything, like, yeah, that, that's actually one of those things. Like, we saw how Spider Man dealt with it. We still haven't really gotten a good sense of how everyone mm-hmm. has kind of come off of it. So. Uh, yeah, it's interesting to see like where everyone kind of has fallen out to, and whether any of them get involved. Uh, the closest hero to him, although they mentioned in the movie he was either unavailable or off doing something, Doctor Strange, a New York resident, you know. So right. Um, yeah. And then you mentioned it actually, kind of rounding back to your Reddit thread. That was one of the places that they wanted to put him in terms of another appearance, uh, if not an Avengers movie, uh, just to. Factor in some of the multiverse element to it, mm-hmm. um, which oh, I gotta I say, fun. Uh, if they're really trying to multiverse him into like a whole other universe, mm-hmm. like cinematic universe, I I don't like he can go do one-off movies elsewhere and doesn't have to be involved with MCU. I don't know that I really want okay it yeah. to be connected across. I just feel that's like over-explaining yeah, it. You, that guys point, are fir- you guys point. are firmly against. Yeah, I guess. I, it's just it's yeah. like I'll be honest with you. Like, why can't like. It's, uh, Far From Home didn't use other, uh, like, other Avengers in it, and it didn't feel crazy. Like, why can't Spider-Man just be fighting Venom in the same universe? Like, everyone, like, you know, everyone has their own individual villains. Like, I don't think that, I think that that hurdle is easier to explain than all the other mm-hmm. stuff. Once again, like, whatever they do, I'm sure if... It'll like, be I, fine. I think they'll yeah. be fine as long as, mm-hmm. like, I, 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 like I said, as long as they try to, um make it understandable for casual people 
because although there are a lot of diehards, there is not a billion dollars worth of diehards for any subject. So uh, I think that they'll be fine as long as they. I, they're not. They're actually they're pretty good at not at knowing what they have to make understandable and what knowing what they can make for the diehards. You know. I just reading through that Reddit uh, thread and yeah. just hearing how they're trying to like explain through all of it and almost had this feeling of wanting to have it all at the same time. It yeah. just it reminded me of like that annoying kid you'd play with in recess who would say like I have the power to have all the powers. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you're just like that guy sucks. Yeah. And you just like just pick a thing and be that it was thing. a little overkill. Yeah. I mean narrative constraints yeah. are how half of the bet like basically every great thing ever is made part of what makes it great is something that you know, was restricting it, like, that they couldn't do, um, like, they, they couldn't, they, that there's, that, like, I, you know what I'm saying, like, that's so, like, mm-hmm. what, great TV is often made great because it has to be a certain time, you know, or, mm-hmm. like, so many of the best decisions, and, like, how in, Star, this is a great example, in Star Wars uh, Empire Strikes Back, the reason why Han gets frozen in carbonite is because uh, Harrison Ford was having contract disputes with, um, or, <laughs> right. uh, with like, the producers, so they didn't know if he was going to be able to be in the sixth one, so they made the decision to make it that he could or could not be in the movie. And that made one of the that. greatest things in movie history. So, like, I think that trying to, like, Ooh. when you get rid of all the boundaries, and it's a thing I think mm-hmm. people, I've noticed a lot, in Netflix shows when they are able to make, like, you know, if a comedy is able to have, like, a 45-minute episode, like, some of those Master of None episodes are not as good as they would be if they just were like, hey, mm-hmm. let's cut off 10 minutes of this. You know, so, like, right. having the constraints of, like, we have to make this make sense and we ha- we can't just do... We have to use the real-world constraints to make something more interesting, I think is so much of what makes, like, art, you know fun and like what makes it entertaining like that's why that's why i like popular entertainment more than you know a big classic novels or paintings or whatever because it's like you can see Mm -hmm. what you can see how it's made and i think that enriches it in a way that i like yeah i I think that's i would say if you look in recent memory to endgame over explaining something like so it's like that really bordered close for me Mm -hmm. as like over explaining to the way that like the film itself felt Mm -hmm convoluted like it was getting in the in its yeah. own way by trying to explain time travel and the time heist and all that stuff mm-hmm. um it was necessary for what they wanted to achieve but i mean i think that serves as a good example of like as this world is expanding and it's clear that they want to go into the multiverse like do you really want to extend it past just for the sake of something that exists outside of it it's nothing for the sake of serving this actual story you want to tell it's to serve yeah. really a business gain so mm-hmm. everyone kind of gets to eat and that doesn't make sense to me I think all of that is very, very fair. Very fair. Um, one, one last thing before we get out of here. I did want to uh, reiterate and, and re-ask this point because I thought about it. Now seeing the movie again has made me think about the whole Mysterio uh, being dead or his homies um, are still around. Because obviously they took, the, they took all the, the info from Edith and put that that little piece of information out there for for J. Jonah Jameson to use. So what are we thinking? Is Jake Gyllenhaal coming back at some point or no? It depends. When is the next one going to come out? 2021. Uh, July. I don't know because it's like it's so hard to tell. The toughest thing for me is the fact that it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because the thing is he throws himself so much into the press tour thing. 
like he plays up to all the memes and stuff like that. And I don't think he's like lying. Like I think that you can there you turn that part of you on and off. And like clearly he doesn't love doing it as much as he probably loves doing off Broadway theater. So I would love him to do it and I think he enjoyed doing it, but like I would not bet on it and it's just cuz he it's not like he needs to do it. And I think sure. that that it really depends on how on cuz obviously everyone always says like oh it's such a fun set yada I love doing it. And by all accounts no one like Marvel sets are all apparently really great because you know they have a great machine and when there's when everything's well controlled it's really easy to have fun. But if Jake Gyllenhaal actually did enjoy it as much as he claimed to, then I wouldn't be surprised if he's back. If he was just mm. saying that to sell the movie, then no, you know. I think also with so many characters and so many movies involved, mm-hmm. how many villains really last past the one film that they're in? Yeah. 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 Just just based on that alone, because very rare. Unless it's, you're it's like not that. Or something. Yeah, it's not like we have in this. Like, if it were just with Sony and it was just Spider Verse then I could see a decent shot of it. But, like, the next time we see a Spider-Man movie is when? 2021. Right. Yeah. And how many we need to tell in between? Like, are they really going to yeah. use their one Spider-Man card to yeah. continue this story? And, or I, I could see... And yeah. a thing that I think movies... I, I think that, that the movies do better than... I think they improve on in the, than comics just by their necessity with comics because how frequent they have to be, is that, mm-hmm. like... I like when characters die and stay dead. Like, it's fine when sometimes they don't, but, like, there's, like, there's a reason why it's a trope about soap operas that that happens, where everyone, like, where the amount of times where I'd be, you know, my, the soap operas my great aunt would watch that a character would die because an actor left the show, but then they'd come back as another actor, and it's be like, I had a facial reconstruction surgery or whatever. Like, that just gets so, like, I I think it just, it, 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 there's no, it's not like they need Mysterio to come back to fill the airtime. Like, there's plenty of right. other things they can do. So, if they want to do a Sinister Six movie, absolutely. But or if they want to have him mm-hmm. just like a brief part, you know, also fine by me. But I, you know, to have another villain for the third movie, just because. I think one thing you could say, just because it is Mysterio, mm-hmm. does it have to be Quentin Beck occupying the costume? No, it doesn't. Yeah. Especially right. with what we saw from his uh, his various minions still around. Mm-hmm. So, that, so I mean, that's something that they could use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mysterio, the character, could exist, or the villain could exist, without it being Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know if I enjoyed that, but, I mean, whatever. Let's wait and see. I mean, if they had to. If they have to, they have to. It'll, right. it'll definitely be interesting to see. How about um, you, AC? Me? Um, I still think... I don't know. Like, first, when I first saw the movie, I was like, okay, he's still alive. And then now I'm thinking that his people are still around, and that still may be a thing that they are able to carry, especially if they still have some of the technology um, available to them. So that could be something that we see um, going forward. But I think uh, Jake's Craven point is a really good one, that a fresh villain would probably make the most sense. Yeah, like and, if you're offering me Craven instead of a continued Mysterio plotline, like I'm taking Craven. Yeah, and it seems like the, the next story is going to be a completely different story uh, with Peter trying to deal with the whole fact that his identity's been blown. So that that aspect of things uh, will be interesting. And I got to say, you two, may, you, you two make me really, really sound good on this podcast. Uh, this was really fun to get back with you guys um, uh, for another one. Uh, I, I'm sure we'll find something to talk about in the next couple of weeks, but uh, before we go, uh, Jake Christie, where can we follow you, sir? Uh, you know, on Twitter, at the Jake Christie. Uh, you know, I have another podcast called Sword History, which I haven't been doing that much lately. 
because you know I'm working and also uh, honestly so much of it is once I moved to New Jersey it's so hard to convince people to come out to New Jersey to record a podcast and I don't like doing it over Skype that much so my advice is if you want to live with cheap rent live in Jersey City but don't do it if you want people to come on your podcast anyway uh, yeah and obviously keep listening to me here um, and uh, yeah I'm working on some writing things but probably nothing it's going to come out even in the year 2019, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to cut out most of the end of that because I, I sometimes I just keep talking and forget that I can stop. <laughs> Pleasure to hear from you always, Jake. Uh, Jerome Cheng, where can we follow you, sir? Uh, you can fo- follow me uh, at Black Dragon Roll on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I haven't been too active on Twitter uh the tweet here and there um instagram i post every now and then uh just kind of really busy right now uh working with toronto fc just uh they're just about to get into the playoffs right now um we'll see how far that goes and uh we'll see maybe i'll do some stuff with the raptors again this season as well uh past that i don't know um it i don't even when's when's the next movie coming out the next movie is not coming out till may so we Man. got a little, we got a little bit of time. We got some so time. Okay. So we're gonna, we're yeah. gonna, we're gonna figure out some stuff to do. Yeah. In the well, I mean, we were talking a little bit in the chat about uh, do, like retroactively maybe watching some uh, older there's movies. A cu- yeah, there's a couple of movies that we can definitely uh, do. So don't worry. By the worry, way, loyal listeners. Yeah. Uh, on a trip to uh, Boston, actually, like an away road trip with Toronto FC in my hotel room, they were playing uh, X Men movies on. I think it was FX, but it was all the yeah. bad ones. Oh, no. And so, oh God! Like, I it, mean, like uh, I saw, yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that, and I don't know why it all those. Uh-huh. It somehow inspired me to like go home, download, and watch X Men: Dark Phoenix, which is god awful. Yeah. Oh, I haven't. Seen I gotta watch so it at some bad. point. I really okay. do. Uh, I'm gonna check it out. Like yeah. you, yeah, watch it, AC. There are moments where I can convince myself and say like, okay, just because I haven't seen it in a while, like it's kind of cool to see the X Men, like do stuff like action wise just because it's like oh it's cool to see like cyclops like mm-hmm. send a beam out or things like that but oh god right. it's a terrible movie it's yeah. so I mean, bad days of future it's past so i saw on cable a couple months ago and that really still goes but mm-hmm. in yeah, first class i like a lot but first yeah. class i like a lot even yeah. x-men 2 which is like supposed to be the good one now it kind of feels really dated obviously don't be wrong the scene where uh that's like the honestly, scene where magneto takes the iron out of the guy's blood and then floats across yeah. it, like that's fucking awesome but I would say a lot of these movies have just super memorable set pieces that I think age well. But when you watch the movies as a whole, it's just there are too many comic book movies that have come out since that have figured out the formula a lot better. They had to do so much more explaining because it was such a leap. It was like, will people like this movie based on comic book? We need to do all these things to make it feel like, you know, they had to do so much heavy lifting. Where now it's like, oh, wait, people never heard of this character before, but he's got powers. He's in the Marvel Universe. We all watch it. Yeah, it, it's it's now a thing of like we're confident in what the property is, so you're go- and you're gonna like it anyway. Less than we're gonna mold this property into something that we think you're gonna like. Mm-hmm. I love that this podcast has turned into uh, the Bodega Boys, where we we do the AKAs at the end, and then they just we just keep going on yeah. off, off on tangents because <laughs> of course it's wonderful. I love yeah. being back with you guys. I miss you guys. I haven't oh. talked to you in a minute. Jeez. I know. Like likewise, and of course you can follow me on Twitter at AC Spotlight nine five. Um, I am on the Count the Dings Network with the TV Book Club with Anthony Mays, Jake Coy, and Eden Liu. 
Um, right now we're doing Succession, which is really fun. And of course, that reminds me, I used to watch the most recent Righteous Gemstones. I oh my gosh, that show is amazing, just fantastic. But and also rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, Marvel yeah. Cinematic University. I, I promise you guys, at some point in the next. If you're in weeks, Canada and listening to this, uh, rate review. I think we have like three reviews, and I think I'm oh, one of them. And so, also, like, give a better review than the one that uh, the person. Oh goodness gracious! Me. That's fucking great, man. I love that. It's so fun. <laughs> Check his Twitter was... feed for the review that she posted. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah! Oh, fantastic! Blue for for that uh, greatness. Oh, if you want to no. check that out, yeah, and AC, keep on uh, screenshotting those because I can't see any U.S. reviews. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll, def- yeah. I'll send it to y'all next time. And of course, um, uh, appreciate you guys for listening and rate, review, subscribe. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. <laughs>